Welcome to Mahogany Voices Podcast. My name is Tish. I'm your host, along with my co-host friends. Cynthia. Joanne. Tracy. And Zethray. Yes, so we're back from our break. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. (laughs) I'm not a singer, but I tend to turn things into songs. So welcome back, everyone. We are so happy to be back. Just to let y'all know, our other mahogany lady, Stephanie, she's going to be back in April because March is her birthday month. So we'll see her back next month, everyone. Yes. So I know that everyone caught up on our first season, episodes one through ten, right (laughs) and we put out a nice little special bloopers and behind the scenes video so hopefully y'all got a chance to check that out and if you haven't go on over to your favorite podcast um, platform and check it out or go to our youtube channel so you can see us okay um so tonight's episode is gonna be about our fears. What are you afraid of? Yes. But before we get into that, we're going to check in with the ladies because we haven't seen them in two weeks. Hey, ladies. Yes. Hey. Hey, hey. How's everybody doing? Tell me oh, all about your yeah. break. Rested. <laughs> we were resting. <laughs> I did some stuff. Oh, you did some stuff. <laughs> I got a chance to go to Sprouts. Oh. Oh, okay. Look at you. I had the apple cider bunt cake. Oh, I'm going to have to get that. (laughs) Apple cider bunt cake. I had it the first week, and then I went back to get some more. Mm -hmm. Just two days, one or two days later, and me and a young girl, we tore up the store (laughs) looking for it. That is the most moist, Mm. tasty. Wow. Full of flavor. Is there there. You go, anything, anything with apple and cinnamon in it, I'm down. That's it. <laughs> oh but my it goodness. Was so good. And I went into Tuesday morning. What? Okay. You stepping out, Cynthia. Yes. <laughs> Sarah and I, Sarah and I got to walk around and I was like, oh, wait, wait. Mm-mm. See, I'm gonna spend a whole lot of money. <laughs> let's just let's just go back into sprouts and do what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, good for you stepping out and doing some of your self-care experience and new things. Yes. And mm-hmm. I went to the um H Mart, the Korean market. And I ran into Coach, um, was Parish. Coach Parish. Oh yeah. my gosh! She looks How exactly she? the same. I said, Coach, and I said, <laughs> she, said she said, Cindy. And I'm like, yeah. 
we were oh in that market goodness. we were in the market for a few hours oh so, my goodness it was so funny she was like you had me buying everything in the store oh my so, god i haven't seen her in forever she looks exactly the same oh my wow. gosh the same high spirit and it was like wow yeah mm. that was so you know right there she was a genuine person so right like, exactly wow. but it was good seeing her so well, that's good anybody else do anything fun exciting new different because Zeth and that pretty smile go ahead Zeth <laughs> <laughs> or y'all just relax I like, rested I, I tried to relax I you know. rested that was hard and then I was like uh, oh my god it's the week that we got I'm rushing around doing everything oh my god I gotta get it together I was relaxing too hard <laughs> but um, I mean it was a Probably nice well break Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Yeah, well, well needed. But yeah, but I'm glad y'all um enjoyed y'all little break. So now we got ten episodes to go before our next. Well, actually, we're gonna be off for Easter, so that's like one little week before our big <laughs> break. We got ten episodes to go for our next break. So yeah, well, I'm glad. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm glad everybody enjoyed their break. So guess what? It's about oh. that time for so my favorite part of the episode, which is look at y'all go the humping stress reliever. Yes, come on, Cynthia. Let's see what you got. All right. <laughs> y'all know I'm not on Steph, and all Steph <laughs> likes to do this part. But hello and welcome back, MVP listeners. Sit back, stand up, do whatever it is, because <laughs> it is time for us to get in some groups. One minute, remember that gift. One minute, set your mind, your body free. Do whatever it is you do at this time. Yeah. So let's listen to a minute of some grooves. See what you think. Mm. a break. <laughs> that was a break. <laughs> yeah. Okay, roll your shoulders, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm about to do something. Ooh. Ooh. Roll them back. Roll them back. Aerobics. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Rock it out. Reach. Reach. Right. Reach. Reach. <laughs> Upside, 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 Awesome. Mm-hmm. Got your little aerobics on. 
workout. <laughs> said I had on my workout clothes. So yeah. that's what they called it back in the day, aerobics. Aerobics. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, thank you. Thank you for that little one minute. And to our you new listeners. So the hump day trust reliever is our gift to you because we get so busy and we just don't take time for ourselves. So at least we can do is give you one minute just Mm. for you to do what you want to do. Sit, meditate, think about things, groove in your seat or wherever you at. Like I said, yell while you driving down the street out the window. I don't know. Whatever is going to release some stress from you in that one minute. It's for you. Okay. So, okay. yes. So now we're going to move on over to let the voices speak for themselves. And the sounds, I know every sounds. time I say that, I think about <laughs> that. It should be echoing. <laughs> and our co host today is Cynthia. So she's going to take oh, over oh, right yeah. now. Yes. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. So our <laughs> our, yeah. our topic for um for this week is fears. What are mm. you really afraid of? <laughs> um, and yes, yes, so girl. When I, when I think about um the topic, I think about like um movies but am i really afraid of those movies no i'm not really Mm, it's just the uh the suspense that builds Mm. up you know Mm -hmm. and then just when it happens you're like oh and then you're like oh okay and then you laugh it off but um well i do i'm scared of hard pictures I'm not. I love mm-hmm. horror pictures. I not love me. I'm not doing it. I'll so I night. mean, and um, we were in here talking yesterday, <laughs> Jasmine and her husband James. We were talking about um, the COVID being the zombie apocalypse. Ooh, and wow. we were That's saying, real. yeah, um, mm-hmm. we're gonna go and buy a sword because guns jam and stuff like that. So, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> If you cut off the head, you know, then, mm, you know then it's over. Okay, of. they really getting ready. <laughs> but um, just even thinking about our current situation with COVID, to have people's fears like on a high, oh, you know, know, so much to the point where um, they don't want to go back out there into that without um, a mask, um, you know. And our illustrious mayor is like, we're gonna stay the same. So, you know, he's not ready to ease up off of these restrictions because he know the fear that people have. So my biggest fear is, you know, getting it and then bringing it back home. Right now, that's one of my biggest fears because, you know, having already um, lose someone to this, it's like I could possibly do something like that, right. you know, bring it home and then, you know, not on purpose, but uh, by mistake, give it to someone and lose them. So right now, that's my biggest fear. Um, But, you know, everybody's fear is different. Some people are like, oh, I ain't want to wear the mask anyway. All right. But um, Hmm. Tracy, with you working in the healthcare field, how are you dealing with, is that a fear for you or is that, or you have a different kind of fear? 
Well, I have a different fear. I hadn't even thought in terms of COVID. I mean, I agree with staying the course, of course. Um, vigilant about wearing your mask, hand washing. Mm-hmm. I come in from work, like mo- all of my coworkers, we un- mostly everybody undress at the door somewhere outside your house and just taking the precautions that you're supposed to. All you can do is your very best. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe that you should live in fear because you become stagnant. Mm-hmm. You become mm-hmm. um, careless. And you stop living, you stop breathing. And to me, that's when you open yourself up to be attacked by so many different Mm -hmm. things. So Mm -hmm. I will wear my mask. I will go out in public. I will still continue to live, but I will be smart about the things that I do to keep myself and my family safe. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of my fear, my fear is of all of a sudden I got a fear of heights, but I'm still going to get on a plane. Really? But I used to ride a (laughs) roller coaster. (laughs) And be okay with that thing, but I cannot get on a roller coaster because the fear. Of, I'm like all of a sudden. Let me tell y'all one time. I went to Las Vegas with some friends, and I talked them into getting on that thing that you lie down and do. The, oh my gosh! I got halfway to the top, and I couldn't move. I got paralyzed with fear, wow. and I had a panic attack, which I had never had before about wow. any height. I had to be talked on this thing, close my eyes, clenched pitches all the way across with my eyes closed, and this came out of like nowhere until that day about five years ago. Wow! I had think about fear. I am going to get on a plane. Don't worry, I get on mm-hmm. the plane because I'm inside, but out of nowhere, the fear heights came out of nowhere mm-hmm. wow <laughs> but you said all of a sudden because you didn't have that fear i never had that fear i cannot get on a roller coaster um anything with heights even going upstairs now i'm looking like what out of nowhere i don't mm. know where that came mm. from that's crazy wow. i mean i do it because you know i believe in doing things afraid if you're afraid do it anyway right because mm-hmm. it's, it's going to limit what you need to do but i don't know where that fear came from you know like yeah. out of nowhere so that's and become a fear of mine. I think a lot of people have that little small piece of that fear because when I go to White Marsh Mall and once I get to the top of the escalators, it, it's just like really scary. <laughs> it's really scary to look down, look down at the other level, and it's like you start thinking about you start thinking about all the things that happen. What if I drop my phone? What if I you know, fall over. <laughs> you know, I understand. So it kind of makes you back up a little bit. So I, I get that one. I get mm-hmm. that one. Talking about yeah. escalators, I remember. Um, this was years, years, years ago. <laughs> we were at. Um, I don't even know what mall we were at, but it was a little boy, and we were. You know how mm. you just people watch. So mm-hmm. you know, you watching that escalator go up and down. That's it was a little boy thing. playing at the bottom of the escalator. And happened to get into where the controls were at and mm. stop the escalator. <gasps> and we saw people falling Ooh, because it stopped abruptly. Wow. Wow. And oh, it was like thing. It, it was like a little box and right yeah, at right the bottom. The yeah. Right and there. somebody wasn't I watching was him. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, just to see, it was like an out-of-body experience to see mm-hmm. these people fall. It was just like, so it, it for a while after that, whenever I had to get on the escalator, I made sure I <laughs> to see if somebody was down at the bottom. And, at the bottom and the I escalator. walked down the escalator. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. taking no chances of, you know, wow. just casually riding down it you know yeah but that was yeah that was scary to watch and then it was a little bit of fear of escalators after that you know because of that 
Yeah, so yeah. sometimes when we see something happen, it automatically right. brings mm -hmm. into um, into mind something that could possibly happen. So you exactly. get a little fear from this or that. Uh, what about you, Zeph? You got any fears? Um, fear of heights. I don't like to be up really high. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like the sensation. I don't like the motion of it. Yeah. So I never roll roller coasters or do all that. I don't oh. mind flying, but I'll, I don't want to be up high. Can I tell y'all something about my fear of heights, though? I do want to fly a plane. Believe oh, it or not, okay. I do, I do want to fly a plane. I love the part of going up in the air and everything. Ooh, that's the best part. <laughs> that's the best part. That's I tell people. I want to be the person yes. that shoot the thing back and pull us up. Oh, my God. So I do want to take flying lessons, believe it or not. So I don't know where wow. the whole oh. thing came from. Um, yeah. Okay. I took I, I used took, to be um, afraid of flights, though. I mean, of yeah. height. I used to be afraid, didn't want to drive over bridges and things of that oh. nature. And <laughs> it's like you go over, you get out of it. I'm still a little fearful of the bridges. I kind of like scoot mm. down in my seat when I'm driving. I just stay oh. real focused. I look straight. I don't look to the side. <laughs> and I just drive straight. Nice. Um, but outside of that, you know, getting on the plane, I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. um, I tested myself about five, it's been six years now when I went to Vegas. I literally zip line across all okay. That's right. the one that scared my pants off. Yeah. That's the one, Joe. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I let my in that I let my girlfriends and them talk me into it. Oh, okay. The whole time. Oh, uh -huh. the guy was in front of us and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do it." But when he got up and he was like, "No, that's all right." I was like, "You might as well stay here. You in front now. You're gonna have to go." But when I got up there and I was like, "I'm getting ready to conquer this," and then the guy was like, "You know, when you." Hold your hands out in front of you. You want to go faster. When you hold it out to the side, it slows you down. Oh. And I felt like I was the plane myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I really enjoyed it, but you know, I still have just a little bit of fear of of that. But outside of that, um, I wonder know, is that like is, fear of height has something to do with fear of not being in control, mm. being able to control Good. that situation. Mm. Awesome. Well, I know I um I rode in a small passenger plane. I mean, really small. It was a room for a pilot, a co-pilot, and one person in the back. So mm. it was it was, was that? that was that was the worst feeling because it you can <laughs> feel, feel everything. Feel everything. <laughs> and I was holding on to the sides like this because it just. It was the worst feeling in the world, but that didn't, it didn't stop me from, you know, um, flying. It's just stopped, it stopped me from flying in something that small. Oh, right. So, right. You know, cause, you because think the you would feel bad if you were driving it? No. Everybody had to have their turn as the co-pilot. And mm -hmm. even still as the co-pilot, I was like, you know, it was like, <laughs> and and no one said, don't eat before you get in this small passage. Oh, wow. I had just eaten and it just kept dipping. Oh, you girl. know, so it was like, oh, I had to lay down. I had to lay Ooh. down for the rest of the day. I know, I guess so, because you couldn't <laughs> lay down in that plane. I think that a lot of our fears come from like things that we watch too in movies. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Because my my children know if you if I see you pull up to my house and I got time to get behind the door, <laughs> I'm gonna get behind the door and I'm gonna jump out and scare you. But that's just my house. But they. <laughs> 
Okay. You know, they're like, mom, I get you, you know, but because I know they're going to do me too. So <laughs> they, th I think they fear coming in my house sometimes because they don't know where I'm going to be because I'm just going to jump out on them. Mm -hmm, now yeah. the babies, I'll do the babies, but I guarantee mm. you when they get older, I'm, you I'm took, you took hide and seek to the, to the next level. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we take that personally. We take that personally. So we I have a, a, another fear and I, I never really, I re never really even considered it a fear to recently, um, um, with all the deaths that have been taking place and, um, whether it's COVID or heart attacks or whatever the case may be for the past, uh, I'll just leave it to the past year, really. Um, and looking at the news and internalizing some things and my fear and, and I don't really, yeah, it is a fear, I guess, cause I just went to a, a funeral of a friend of mine. I would, I have a fear because I, I felt this way about them. Um, I don't want to die alone. Mm. Um, wow. I, 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 I can't imagine how he felt. I'm sorry, this a little Take your time. It's okay. It's okay. Take your time. Take your time. It's okay, Joanne. I can't imagine how he felt when he got up that morning and feeling as though he had the whole day. And then all he did is went to the gas station to get gas. Mm. And he never came from the gas station because his heart stopped. Mm. To be there by yourself, nobody know you. I can't imagine. And the same thing with people that's left in the hospital right now that can have no visitors. I can't imagine a person that's used to being around people and having such a life to have to die alone. Yeah. That is such a fear that I don't think a lot of us have ever even thought about. And so many of us have burnt bridges and have um, uh, vices and have disagreements with people and we could be gone tomorrow mm -hmm. and nobody could be there with us. I can't imagine that. I, I, I just can't. Oh, Cynthia, we can't hear you. Oh. Oh, now can you we hear can. hear me now? Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's really something serious. And I think that deep down inside, we all have that kind of fear. Mm -hmm. Um always being around certain people all the time and um, just in a blink of an eye. And like you said, these people who um, are in the hospital alone, and that makes me think about um, my mother-in-law. Um, and I didn't even get to see her, but just listening to her on the phone, um, not wanting to go to the hospital you know, just listening to how she sounded. Um, and the thing is, it's like, had I known that this was going to happen? And that's the main thing we say, had I known? And that's the worst thing. And I just felt bad each and every day knowing that um, by the time um, she got to the end, she was completely alone, um, not even knowing um, if she was even on the earth because... She was unconscious. 
um, and just uh, looking at her sons and how um, they are always there for their mother. Mm-hmm. And this was the one time that they couldn't be. Um, and I know um, just looking at my husband, he was just, although he wants to be big and statuesque and strong, right, whatever, right. I could see the fear in his eyes that, you know, he was just already saying, I, I don't think my mother's going to come back. Wow. So, I mean, I knew he had that natural fear um, because he was just used to his mother. And, and even since then, when she passes, I, I jump when my house phone rings because she was the only one calling my house phone. And it just, you know, throws something through me. It makes me just think back to, um, you know, who used to call me every morning without mm-hmm. fail, making mm-hmm. sure making sure I'm up, making sure, um, you know, Sarah's up, you know, just to know that this woman was always surrounded by her sons that in that moment she was alone. I totally get it, Joanne. Um, And, you know, my kids are always around me. And I don't know what I would do if I was alone when that time came, you know, so I totally get it. That's a a natural fear that I think all of us have. Yeah. You know, I also feel like um, how would I react if my children left before me? You know, yes. I'm, I'm so scared of that. And I know people have gone through that, but I am definitely afraid of them passing before me because I don't know what kind of state I would be in. So, you know. Right. Yeah, that's, that's a tough that's one. That's a hard one. You know? I used to have um, these dreams when I was, I would say younger, but I mean, not like a kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a younger adult. Like I, every now and then I would have this dream of me being dead, mm-hmm. but then I would wake up. Mm-hmm. I would wake up in my dream and wake up in real life, like wake up. And what I felt was that I'm I'm not done yet on earth. Like I'm not finished. I haven't finished what I was supposed to be here for. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was, it started to feel like a fear that I wasn't going to be able to finish what my, you know, purpose was to be here. You know, um, every now and then, I haven't had that dream in in years, but every now and then I think about that. Mm -hmm. I think about um, not being able to do all the things that I want to do, you know. Um, I mean, I have like a list of things that I want to do, you know, and just thinking about, you know, not being able to do those things and a lot of them are like um business things philanthropy it's those type of things that I want to do that I feel like I you know I'm it's kind of a fear that you know I may not get to do all those things that I want to do um just you know looking at how the world is and it's just you know but I mean I'm like Tracy I'm like I steady push through my fears I, I'm like facing them head on okay. and keep moving I just try to keep moving keep moving my feet um just to get through uh 
because you know how sometimes people say they have a fear of speaking in public and when they see people that can speak in public they think they never they don't get nervous it's like I get nervous, you know, I get nervous, but to me, it's like an adrenaline rush. That mm -hmm. adrenaline pushed me through those nerves and, and yeah. get it done. But um, yeah, I feel nervous speaking in public too. But um, yeah, I just, I fears, uh, I think fears, they serve their purpose. Mm -hmm. Um. And, but it's all in how you look at it, you know, yeah. uh, how you interpret the fear and fears in, a, in, it, in itself, you know, if you look at fears, well, well, let, let me take that back. <laughs> because when it comes to horror pictures, I ain't watching no horror pictures. <laughs> uh, I have no I'll worst. watch it and tell you about it. I have the worst, look, I got enough people in my family to tell me about scary pictures. <laughs> I have the worst, like, I am very, uh, it's not that I'm paranoid, but I am very aware of my surroundings. So I'm always <laughs> watching. I'm always, so it's like, oh my God, I just can't take it. I don't know why it's <laughs> because my sister used to turn off all the lights when we were younger and make us watch scary movies with her. Mm -hmm. But I just, I guess that's really what it is because that's what I always go back to. <laughs> like yeah. I remember her turning off all the lights and making us watch scary movies with her. And <laughs> I just don't like it. I mean, <laughs> I just don't, I can't do scary movies. I, I think but outside of that fear, I can push <laughs> through everything else. <laughs> you, fear the scary you, movies. you fear the dark side. That's yes, I'm scared. <laughs> In a way, I think as long as it doesn't cause me any harm, then and then I'm okay. So okay. See, now I can't watch the horror movies because they come with me because I'm so visual. Yes, they coming with me at night. I got to dream about them. I got to interact with yes, them. Yes, Tracy. Yes, like, just stay there and land at a. You know, let me sleep peacefully. I don't need you to be. <laughs> My dream bigger and better than he was on TV. Yes. Well, I, I know that, you know, when I do watch a scary movie, I am not going to sleep with my television off. I'm not. Because <laughs> I, I don't like sounds. I don't like night sounds. So, you know, I love the scary movies, but I'm, uh-uh. If I have to, after watching it, like I got to go outside to the truck, I'm, you know. <laughs> um, you know, I hear. That's what I'm saying. A, Everything is have, amplified. We have, yeah. a lot, <laughs> we have a lot of rabbits around here. So at night, Ooh. some things get the rustling in the <laughs> What was that? <laughs> so, but, you know, I was thinking about what you said, Tish, when you said, um, you when you dream um and your dream is about you not finishing something that your, mm. your purpose or whatever the when you wake up from that dream like when your day gets started do you feel like you want to hurry up and do something yep exactly faster yep i start yeah. writing stuff down it's like i gotta do this i gotta do this like i gotta get this done i gotta get this done mm -hmm. um i just that feeling of not completing what I had I want to do and I just feel like certain things is my purpose 
Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure I get that stuff done. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a lot of go getters. Um, that's that's their 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 signage, so to speak, is that you know you see a person that's constantly going or constantly investing mm-hmm. in themselves and mm-hmm. doing this and doing that. The risk takers, I should say, mm-hmm. um, because that's just my mindset. That you know they're they're the dreamers. I'm a dreamer, um, and I know I, when I dream, I want it. And so it's like, I really want to see it manifest and I, I need to see it evolve. So if I'm the one that's supposed to lay the foundation for it to, to blossom, then I, I want to do it. I want, right. I want to plant the seed so I can see it and, and move on to the next, but I got to get it started. It's mm-hmm. something when you don't. When, right. you don't, when you don't begin to start knitting it together some kind of way, you feel like you failed yourself. Right. Um, and that's, that's the true. biggest fear in the world is to know that you failed yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and when you sit back and you're like, dang, I, I'm a failure. And some people beat themselves up so bad, you know, feeling as though I haven't accomplished this or I haven't made anything out of my life. And that takes you back to a stigma where people want to label you. Right. And so, you know, that that's a fear all by itself. You know, I've just given you the right to label me because you said it. But right. you gotta, you know, that should should be your momentum to go and accomplish it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna make you look at me and be like, "It's like I told right. my children all those the negative <laughs> things that people say to you or have said to you. You use that to ignite you, to to Absolutely. drive you. Use that as fuel to go get it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, to go exactly. get what it is you're supposed to have. Like you said, nobody has the right to label you. Right. And more than likely they have, they've already labeled themselves and they're just projecting. But I'm like, all those right. negative things, you take those things and let those things drive you. One step's gonna lead to the next, to the next. And do it afraid. I mean, you know, yeah. I got that from Joyce Myers, and it was one of the best things I've ever heard. Do it afraid. You afraid, so what? Do it anyway. Exactly. Blige said it. Hate on me, haters. Mickey <laughs> <laughs> Wine sent me a shirt and said, I love my haters because they make me greater. I was like, hey. I Right. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. My mm-hmm. my I think my children put some fears in me too, like um as far as their lives are concerned. Like oh, girl, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, when um Chad said children when, fears. Um, yes. when my oldest Chad, he was like, I'm 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 a I'm not gonna work at Valvoline no more. And I'm like, oh my God, what is he gonna do? <laughs> you know, he said, This guy, he's interested in me and he says that I'm gonna go far. I'm gonna just do it. I'm like, oh my God, how are you gonna pay his rent? <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. so those natural physics. Like, am I gonna have is he gonna be borrowing from me? You know, so that's just being he, a mother. Isn't that like, something how you're afraid of them yeah, failing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're worrying about you and their and I, Right. And I keep forgetting that he's like a go-getter he's going to go after it no matter what right now he's in chicago um wow the the new job um mm-hmm. they wanted him and a few he's others gonna do good it takes some but he's just like that and then when trey and y'all not talking about trey when he was in <laughs> high school and he said i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that and i'm like oh <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna try out for a partner play so that's like that right there is like none of them ever said that to me what in the world you know what in the world made him want to act but then when I saw him on the stage I was like what's the next play you know, I, know that's right. I had to actually get over it and I'm like how's he gonna learn all those lines and blah 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 you know so all of them when they do certain things when they're our kids it's like here here we go again Girl, that's- you know? <laughs> 
I thought it would stop once they became no. an adult, but it don't. It don't stop. Chad is 30 Ooh. something. And I was like, oh my God, no, don't change. Yeah. You know, time. I stay the same. That's just me. The but safest I keep thing. It's safe. Makes me feel I, better. And that's that's it right there. Mm -hmm. Do the safe thing. Do the but, safe thing. You know, but I have to like conquer that fear by saying, they're adults. They're grown adults, and they're going to make their decisions, whether it'll be a uh, uh, pass or fail, uh, right? Uh, fall down, get back up, kind of thing, mm -hmm. you know. So having and Joanne, you always talk about your god kids, and I'm like, dang, they do this and they do that, and I know you probably had some of them fears too. Like, what is she up to now? Now she's going to bake cakes. Is it going to taste good? You know, so you know, you know at different stages. Them. Yeah, I oh, push them because the biggest thing, like I said, is for them to fear that they aren't enough. I never wanted my godchildren to feel that. Um, even if their parents, you know how parents may say this or say that out of anger. I never wanted my godchildren to internalize any of that when it came to their dreams. Mm -hmm. So when they shared their dreams, I was their greatest pusher. Hey, I'm always going to be their pusher to, to stand by them and push them into their destiny and to stay in their ear to brand it. Mm -hmm. Because if you can dream it, then you have to brand it. Because mm -hmm. it was your idea. It was mm -hmm. your idea, so it belongs to you. And, and, and I tell them, if they get nothing else from Godmother, Godmother said, brand myself. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Yeah. I heard Tish um when I was talking to Tish, I think yesterday or today, and I heard her say, All right, be careful out there. Oh, I, I yeah. can hear I can hear <laughs> mother saying, Oh, he's going outside. Yeah, you know, because going it's right. This I mean, as it that fear of having a black son. Mm -hmm. just really has heightened since you know 2020 everything that has happened yeah. it has heightened um i'm always going to tell whoever that leaves my house to be careful you know mm -hmm. be safe um one thing that i have found that kind of eases my mind and i've always prayed for him i pray for everyone I pray mm. for my immediate family, my extended family, my friends, and my enemies in that order. Yeah. Um, because I have to hand it over to my higher power or I would go crazy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I would go crazy worrying about him and everything, you know, because I know what type of, man he is i was ready to say child <laughs> man child yeah My i know child. what type of man child he is and it it is sometimes scary because mm -hmm. i know he's very kind like yeah. he didn't have the upbringing that we had where mm -hmm. you know Times are just different, you know. Yeah. So it's like, and isn't it horrible that you have to be afraid for a kind man? Oh my gosh! And yeah. you know, yes. when you said I do that, know what I you're saying. About, um, yes. When you said he's kind of, I, I thought about Zori, and then watching Zori do his camera thing, and I was yeah. like, you know, he's so nice. Um, mm -hmm. and so kind and I know Zeph you probably have like the same fear with Tish because he's so kind and you don't want 
anybody to take advantage of him exactly. you know that you probably have like words of wisdom wisdom that you put in his ear every day that he goes out there to do his thing and then yeah. with, with your daughter and school with college mm. that's another mm -hmm. fear right there yeah that's very true yeah um you just put into them and implement um put into them what you want them to give to other people and make them wise and I'm aware. You just aware, have, to, you have right. to be aware of the society mm -hmm. that we live in. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. But I do. I think that's an awful thing when you you try to make sure that your son is raised to be a decent human being, right. a good man, a kind man, um, a God-fearing man, if that's what you choose. And then he still needs to be protected from mm. all the other inhumane people or things that try to attack his personhood because right. of just who he is or who he displays. And because right. he's not walking around slinging guns or calling women out their names and right. he's respectful and stuff, then he's looked at as maybe not as hard as the next man. Yeah, I'm like, right. that's a horrible place right. that we find ourselves in, but you know, prayer works. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, um, taking it back to, um, when we were talking about, um, COVID, I mean, that has, I, I was very fearful in the beginning because it was a lot of unknowns. Like, it was just so much not known about this virus. Um, I do have asthma, so I am extra. Like, I am, like, really, like, <laughs> a little anal about this thing. Mm -hmm. um, but what it has done, and this is how sometimes you have to use your fear, because I know that I cannot from, you know, the um, the career path that I'm on, I can't have a mask on for an hour doing a service because I'm, I'm physical with what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Massaging, I, I can't have a mask on <laughs> for an hour giving a massage. I just can't do it. So what it has done is make me be creative mm -hmm. and what type of business I'm going to have to have going forward right. when I get back out there so it's funny because that was an idea that I already had wow. before COVID happened and the fact that this is what I have to do now going mm -hmm. forward it's just like wow it just it's just crazy how it everything lined up that way mm -hmm. and I mean I got my notebook where I was I, you know, uh, trying to figure out the name of the business and everything well before COVID. Yeah, wow. It, it's wow. crazy. It's that just so crazy. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, I'm looking forward to getting back out there, but it's going to be exactly on my terms and how yeah, I am be. going to create the, the space that I'm going to create. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I, I could have let that fear just really make me crumble and like, okay, well, I ain't going to do this no more. I'm going to go do something, you know, but, right. you know, you just got to use that fear and just Get take creative. it by the horns yeah. and just, you know, handle it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. But you yeah. know what else? There is some positive fears. Mm. Are. There are. Like a what? <laughs> and it is some positive fears. Yes, and I'm um, thinking about um, um, Dr. Martin Luther King. Um, he said, um, uh, fear is mastered through love so there is a positive mm. fear out there um 
what 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 were you thinking about joanne along the same line but even you know sometimes we need to be fearful of falling into the traps that other people yeah that's true so you you have to be so very open to understand who you are and the decisions and choices that we have Mm -hmm. um not to be so um gullible or Mm. so um timid that you allow a person to pressure you in to doing what they want whereas Mm. though you know be fearful of it um and not just say um be their scapegoat so Mm -hmm. to speak um you have to be you know sometimes it's good to be fearful Mm -hmm. Um, i fear I fear being around people that have absolutely no remorse for life. Oh, yes. So they have no remorse or respect for life, so they would not care what happens to absolutely. you. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Because they don't fear for themselves. Why would they exactly. care for you? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and sometimes it takes them to have that wake-up call when they should have been fearful. Mm. Mm. That's true. That's they should have been fearful. Well, um, um, along that line, Joanne, I have a fear for our younger generation who mm. seems to have no um, base, no foundation. Foundation. Yeah. Mm. Um, they have no fear of anything. Mm. They're not afraid yeah. to cuss, cuss in front of a church, cuss in front of an mm. adult. They're not afraid to cuss you out. They're not mm. afraid to step out. And sometimes it's good that they speak up for themselves, but some of them, they have no foundation. And I was saying to my daughter one day, we were talking about different religions or different paths that people choose to take. And I said, well, whatever you do, you teach them what you were taught first. That's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. to give them a foundation and then if you they decide to go a different way at least if one day if they're falling they have something to hold on to even if you teach them the simplest prayer again it's my own truth Mm -hmm. um, god is grace god is good god we thank you for this food amen they know nothing else who to call on it or whoever their higher power is they have no foundation so our children are falling they have nothing to hold on to nothing to grab they call it mommy mommy's not there daddy's not there Mm. grandma's not there they have nothing to hold on to or anything to catch them so my biggest fear is is for our children who don't have a foundation Mm. you know and that's probably one of my life paths to just get them and you know teach them and help them to create their own place Right. You know, that's what I was telling Joanne, Joanne, um, what last week about the fact that they're, they don't have any support mm-hmm. anywhere, right? Whether right. it's in school, you know, fully or at home, or if they have support in school, once they get home, there's no support. Nothing. So it's Absolutely. like, they need support around, you know. Or just any support. Just any support. Something. Exactly. Like, any Cynthia, support. You were saying how your children and some of my other educator friends who say some of the children in all grade levels have never logged on through the entire okay. pandemic. Their I, parents have not picked what? up. What? Yeah. <laughs> they have never this logged is, on. This all is ages. tomorrow will officially be the middle of March, and I still have four. That have never logged on. Never. Wow. And how old are they? Okay, oh. here you, Cynthia. Oh, one minute. Oh, this is how about now? 
Yeah, you said okay. she said how old are they? We couldn't hear you when you said. Um, it's they're third graders. Oh, so yeah. what are those children doing? What's happening to them? You know, are they okay? You know, not that you had the answers, but those are some of the questions. Well, like, you know, and and I, I think it's Jesus. um, it, it it's not a lot that you can do because this right. is a parent decision. This is mm -hmm. what you know they decided not to be found. But, you know, we do have a team at our school that have been trying diligently to get to these houses. And, mm -hmm. and when, you, when the um, addresses are not correct in the system, what can mm -hmm. you do? Right. So, you know, we have made countless calls and visits wow. to what we thought were the homes. And, mm -hmm. and you can't do anything about it. So, you know, um, and even in talking to some parents who just like recently logged their kids in, you know, automatically they're saying, um, yeah, I, I, I wanted my child to be held back anyway. That's not a what? reason. You know, it, it's not a reason for you to not log these kids in because you wanted them to be held back. But I mean, that's what, that's what, that's what the parents' decisions the are. Excuse. These kids are babies to me. Right. They're in yeah. elementary school. They still need somebody to guide them. Absolutely. Know. Right. Yeah. To set a poor example. Well, I guess it's at that so thing sad. too, because then some maybe some of those parents don't know how to log on, cannot read. I mean, there's so many other things that mm -hmm. could be taking place there too. You know, they don't know how to help. Oof. And I um, mean, there are a lot of literate adults that really oh, fake, it, fake it because absolutely. coming to the hospital, they can name yeah. so many things, so many diagnoses, and you ask them to read something and they cannot. They mm. cannot read. They will sign yeah. whatever you tell them. They wow. cannot read. And I mean, that also goes all ages. I'm going to give some of my seniors 70 up. I'm going to give them a pass. But when I got a 22-year-old or a 30-something-year-old who cannot read, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Zethra, you're like in the administration part, so you yes. probably see a whole lot more than what we see yeah. as far as... Um, uh, the children that are not logging on and is it a fear of um, not knowing what to do and how to do it or I mean what it, are your parents reaching out or do you oh yeah like right? like I think in most schools you have a team of people to reach out to the students that don't log on or have logged on and don't log on consistently mm -hmm. and we just do our best to try to reach out to the parents and a lot of it um the students have anxiety. The parents don't know what they're doing. And people for, forget that a lot of students still don't have a stable home base. Yeah. So, and they don't have Wi-Fi. So it's a lot of things they have mm -hmm. to deal with that um, I believe that we could do a better job of doing with online learning. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, and it's, I, I, I don't agree with them. Can y'all hear me? Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I don't agree with them putting the blame in just one place. It, oh, no. It's a, uh, mm -hmm. it's a right. team effort. Absolutely. And if mm -hmm. we, I think if we are able to like meet the parents where they are, and a lot of times some schools have this thing, well, you should, you should know how, but some of them don't. And if they don't take the time to meet the parents where they are, we could be cooking up all kinds of excuses as to why the child or the children aren't doing or not getting on or whatever. Right. But um, just trying to, and I, you know, in reaching one of my parents, knowing that, oh, I didn't know you were homeless, you know, so it's like, exactly. 
you have to take the time to learn the parents too, know mm -hmm. your families. And knowing that these parents, they do have these big old fears about not knowing how to do it and looking at um, themselves as a failure. Like, um, like somebody said, um, mm -hmm. um, just saying, I can't let anybody know that I don't know how to do I this. They're going to think that I, mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm dumb and stupid and don't know mm -hmm. how. But some of them have those fears that I can't let anybody find out that I right. just don't know how. And it could be a case where the parents don't even know how to read it themselves. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. Because I'm that math so, now. The math, yeah. I'm, you know that math y'all teaching now. I, don't know I, lo I love that math. <laughs> <laughs> I love that math. I'm and still I tell crossing. Parents, I have parents sitting there like, I mean, and then, <laughs> oh, go ahead, go ahead. I just want to listen to how you, you know, so they, yeah. they you know, some parents are like, uh, giving their kids high five. I got it. <laughs> so um, these parents, they they have a fear of this technology. They never had to do this, you know, and no one wants to look like a failure in front of their own children. Absolutely. Oh, you don't need to go there. So we, mm -hmm. mm. so they'll create a reason not to do it. That's right. that fear. That's that yeah. fear. Mm -hmm. I mean, fear, I, fear can be paralyzing. Fear, it's yeah. paralyzing. fear of not wanting to show people that you don't know something right keep people illiterate or exactly. you know, ignorant about things and it's i mean it's horrible Absolutely. i mean yeah. i see it so much like when i was um working at toyota like how in the how could you have signed this contract and, and didn't read it you mm -hmm. know um but instead of saying can you explain this to me because I don't understand, people don't want to look like they don't have it together. Right. And it mm -hmm. just, but the, it's the fear. The fear mm -hmm. is stopping them from, you know, but yeah. Mm. Fear, is, mm -hmm. fear can be very pa um, paralyzing from education, even to um, relationships. Uh, oh, yes. Everything. Uh, fear. Yes. Yeah. But I did have a conversation with a friend of mine and he and we just so happened to have this conversation on yesterday. He was saying his biggest fear would, would be to not be able to take care of his family. Because I asked him, Do you mm. cry about anything? He said, Oh, I would never cry. I said, Well, what would you cry about? He said, not being able to make money to take care of mm. my family. So that mm. was his biggest fear. Yeah. Is not being able to take care of his family. Probably because he was he's he was taught to be that a is, provider. He is mm -hmm. he's been taught to be a provider. Yeah, to be a provider for his family. He said, if I can't take care of my family, then he he said it, then I am nothing. And mm. he's he's sixty something, six sixty. Wow. Six, six, seven, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I guess it also depends on what, how you were raised, what you were taught. Yeah. You know. And you know I think that's uh, major. It that's is major. because. You know, we really have to look at what we're teaching people, our kids or whatever, because if, if that is what he got out of being taught to be a provider, if I can't, I'm nothing. Wow. There's no what in between. There was no in between. You thought wow. something like we were taught to grow up, get married, get your husband, take care of your family, and they were taught to grow up, right. get a well, job, I'm, and provide right. for your family. So that was that was the the right. tree we had that was the right. structure you know right so i'm just saying so like we got to start <laughs> you know looking at how we mm -hmm. relate information or teach you know that there is always an in-between mm -hmm. it can't it's be a this or that because right. take away when it gets then, to that you know people 
don't want to live sometimes right. you know right. yeah. and that's why they leave oh yeah. that's why some of the men have left the homes they weren't able to take care of their family so it was mm. easier to take care of them just themselves right wow. or or we get to the whole thing where social service won't help a family but they'll help a single mother mm. you know that whole mm. right that's wow. a whole nother topic that's a, yeah, i know right? <laughs> i need to write the, that um, down <laughs> <laughs> something about the, um, mm-hmm. the, the the teaching part and, and it falls back to the conversation you and I had um, the other day uh, I called tissue all and I talked to Tracy too I was preparing for a sermon that I had to preach on Wednesday um, and hey I offered to come help you <laughs> I was going to round us up who's going to come and help you <laughs> I no, said, you know, we'll hold my hungry voice. We'll come and help you. <laughs> and, 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 and to be so honest, that is such a fear of mine. I, mm-hmm. I know it's, I know it's God's gift to me um, to, to deliver his word, to pray. Um, but when I'm called to do it in front of people, that is a fear. I panic, mm-hmm. I fear, and I have it. I can sit here and say it to you, but when I have to put it on paper, it, it, it's, it's, it's a fight. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I, I, I begin to hear. And so, you know, God allows me to speak to certain people. Mm-hmm. And so I called and I, I got some pointers from Tisha's ex and a question. Um, and just like you just made the statement about, you know, if that's what the God got out of being taught or, you know, what they're, um, when he, you know, out of that being taught, then there's something to, um, something's going wrong. But um, in my sermon preparation, and even when I preached it, when y'all get to hear it, <laughs> it's something <laughs> right. that you take away from it. You understand what I'm saying? I, I've learned in, in my study and through the course of life that so often um, we're taught so much. We're taught constantly this and that and this and that. Um, but we have to become learned. We have to have that takeaway. That takeaway is to become learned and make it applicable making it applicable to who you are in the situation, the mm-hmm. circumstance, because that makes it ongoing. If you just continue to be taught, then you're going to run into those fears because that is your wall. But mm-hmm. when you become learned and make it applicable, it makes it adjustable. It mm-hmm. makes it like adhesive. Like I can take it off. I can put it on to make it work. And so that's what happened with our children. And we were children's too. Um, but nowadays, like, you know, there's no child left behind thing, which it's all about what you want to control them with, which is mm. a complete fear. Mm. That mm. should be a fear for us as adults, fear as, as parents, fear as, um, as uh, people, that mm. this is the stigma that they want to stick on the next generation, which is our future, should not be. But if we don't take a stance, then we all should be very fearful um, mm-hmm. that we don't know what our children or our young adults will face because they're not prepared yeah. to go out here into society and handle it as we know it. They mm-hmm. haven't been given the proper tools. They have not been taught where they can learn and become applicable adults to handle the situations life will throw at them. That is a fear that we're all going to face. Those pressures. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. And on that note, (laughs) (laughs) thank you, Pastor Joe. I know. I I just say preach, um, teach. I love it. On that note, and and just thinking about fear, I say that um, fear should be our light and not our darkness, Mm -hmm. you know, and thinking about what we do fear. Um, 
how we have adjusted to these fears that we have and, how, and even how we have conquered our fear should mm. make us feel successful, strong, yeah. Yeah. gorgeous, mm-hmm. you know, ready to take on anything. So, you know, just for, you know, anybody listening, just try to let your fear be your light, not your darkness, because the darkness will keep mm-hmm. you hidden. It'll keep Absolutely. you hidden. Yes. So, <laughs> I like that, Santi. That yeah. was well said. Well, oh, ladies, can't this feed was me. Can't feed me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like walking around with a bag on your head for the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. But exactly. we still see you. But we still Just see you. Bag or not, mask or not, you know. We still see you. Well, thank you, Cynthia. Um, that was good. That was, yes. that was good. I did want to say real quick. I don't know if you remember, Zeph. My first ride, I think it was yours too. The first time we ever rode in a plane was when we was in high school and we got to go wow, to school. South Carolina. Yes. yes. Oh, <laughs> for the weekend. Yes. yes. Zeph and I had gotten chosen to go to this college. Oh my gosh, for the yes. <laughs> And it was a smaller plane. plane. We walked out on the tarmac. You sure did. <laughs> you sure did. Yep. Y'all are so smart. Wow. <laughs> I know. That wow. was a long time ago, but I was so oh, excited yeah. about first plane ride. <laughs> yep. It was exciting. Right. Yes. But yeah, so thank you, ladies. That was a good conversation about yes. you know. Yes, let's have a years. Yes. <laughs> um so we can maybe move. we can come back to this and say if we've conquered any of our fears. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna ride that motor. That, 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 that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even fit in the roller coaster. Little teeny bars <laughs> trying to hold me there. Girl, they got the stand up guy there. Road coasters are not the same because I know the last time we went to Six Flags, it was like it wasn't this painful because they yank you and your head is hitting this. The only thing that's different is that you're older now. I know. I must have been been soft back then and and could take all of these bangs. These bones don't like those bangs. I think the last last time I got on a roller coaster, I might have been in my late 30s, maybe early 40s. I had the worst headache when I got mm-hmm. off. I'm and that was the headache. I, that was it. But when I went to <laughs> Las Vegas, I got on the roller coasters there and I was fine. I laughed the entire time the ride was going on. Oh my God. I'm not going to do that one either. Yeah. I'll fly y'all in the plane. Let me get this right <laughs> Make sure it's a big plane because I'm getting in that little one and I got to hold yes. on to the walls. I'm going exactly. to ask Southwest, can I borrow one of their planes tickets up? Yeah. <laughs> Let us know what it costs. We're going to help. Right. It's going to be free. It's going to be free. <laughs> free? Free? Oh, I'll take free. <laughs> All right. It's going to be free. All right. So we're going to move on over to the voice of the community. Mm-hmm. So for our new listeners, this is where we will shout out any small businesses that try to, you know, help support our little businesses, little people around, um, especially with, with everything that's going on in the world right now. Our small businesses really need our support. So 
Um, we're gonna shout out some businesses. Anybody got any yeah, businesses yeah, yeah. they want to shout out tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout them out. Shout them out. I got one. <laughs> what is that one? So I just got this one. Um, it's somebody that we all know. Uh oh. Um, and um, I was looking on Instagram and I was like, okay, I'm gonna shout him out because you know, he always uh, you know, asks for support and everything. Haven't done a photo shoot with him yet, though. But this is Andre Dunstan. Oh, okay, yeah. He's a great photographer. Like he, he is, is, you know, moving right on up. I see his yes, article, his articles that he be posting in magazines and wow. uh, nice. set this place and that place. So y'all better it. get him in, get him in now before he gets <laughs> too expensive. Uh, <laughs> Yes. Be an arm the, and a leg. Yes, but the name of his um company is Epic Media Photography. And you can um follow him on Instagram at the same name, Epic Media Media Photography. And he does he does amazing work. Um I just yes. haven't got around to doing a photo shoot with him yet, but it's coming. Okay. Look at it. It's coming. We promise we're coming, Andre. Yes. We're going to come together. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, we need to. Safely. Right now, we have Zori. Right. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Zori. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so that's all I have. Anybody else had anyone or that was it? I, I have a shout out. Um, okay. So yeah, I, I have been back to my workout um, oh. since March first. Hey, yeah, Joanne. Joanne, I need to join. And so um, I, I used to go to this young lady, and so I'm started back up. Her name is Denier Hilton. Um, Queen D is what oh yes, body work <laughs> fitness. Um, oh my gosh, I love her so very much. I mean, it she makes working out so much fun because yes. it's all about dancing. Um, and and it's not about um, it's it's about health. I should say it's not about who's fat, who's skinny. She talks mm -mm. the talk and she walks the walk because she keeps women in carriage and men. Not me, right. let me not just be um prejudiced because she is men and women that are in her mm -hmm. class. And so the classes have resumed even during the pandemic. And you can right. follow her on um Facebook and Instagram under um Denier Hitting Queen D. Um, is what it is. Queen D at Bodywork Fitness. She's located um, on 7905 Harford Road, the second floor. Mm. Our information, I will send it so it can be posted on our page. Um, so that you can join her for um, whether you want to do a dance class workout or a cheer fit. And I am a witness. I thought cheer fit was nothing. Girl. Come play nice. it just working out. Cheer fit. <laughs> well, call your bluff. Uh, <laughs> workout sitting in the chair with weights. Oh no, 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 no! It's more of a workout and a burn calories. And mm. also, she rents her um studio out for parties, um engagement, um mm. intimate dinners, and everything. So, really look her up. I mean, she's really doing some things on um, empowering Black women that's making a mark. So, yeah, shout out to yeah, Queen yeah, yeah. Well, the next time we record, I'll have one because um, my son sports this guy's clothing line and he's been with him from the ground up. And when I get all of his information, 
he had the most amazing sweatsuit on today. Mm. I said, get me one of those. So, wow. I mean, down to the socks, um, this guy, and he's a black guy, um, mm. an entrepreneur, started his own clothing line. So now he's at the point where he's picking and choosing the fabrics that he wants from which awesome. company and you know so i'm i'm gonna get all of his information um, before i show so him can, out you know where yes because you know we like I fashion mean, I saw this hey. I said it. we like fashion yeah <laughs> right might not have the socks on i can put some heels on and have them out so. <laughs> yeah so i want to get because he, he has a nice clothing line so so we can support the young man that's right, right. so was that it that's it. So, um, so our listeners, if you are an entrepreneur or you know someone that's an entrepreneur or know someone that has a, a nice business that you, um, support, let us know about it. Um, you can go to our, uh, YouTube, <coughs> Instagram, Facebook, go to our, um, email our email address is mahoganyvoicespodcast at gmail.com and let us know about it and then we'll shout them out in the next episode okay mm-hmm. um so ladies any last thoughts before we wrap this up oh i do have something so i'm starting a <laughs> yeah we can get the phone call so let's see a, a jump rope challenge. <laughs> so um, it starts tomorrow. <laughs> it's a 30 day jump rope challenge. All your knees. And um, so I will put the flyer out on our Instagram and Facebook page. So if anybody want to join in, um, we don't have any prizes or anything. It's just about for health, you know, for fun. Um, just getting moving again. Um, it's getting warm outside. You know, people want to, you know, get outside and do things. So just said, let me try this. Um, so I'll send it out. I mapped out, uh, each day, how long you should suppose to jump. And uh, we'll see how that goes. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be good. good. Yes. Sure. Maybe, maybe, the prize, maybe the prize could be it. a new jump rope courtesy of Mahogany Podcast. Oh. <laughs> they come in weights. They come in sizes. They come yeah. In so, yeah. So, I, I think that. it's going to be fun. Um, and like I said, it's just to get you moving again. You know, we, I was moving a little bit here and there. And then, you know, pandemic. You know, I'm just like, whatever. Mm. So, but now I'm trying to get back into it. Like Joanne, my girl Joanne, you know. Joanne, <laughs> go hard. All right, Joanne. Yes. Joanne go hard. Um, so, yeah. So, but did anybody have any last minute comments? You know. Nice to be back with you ladies again. Yeah. So get out there and conquer at least one fear. At least one. Mm-hmm. Well, I will be um, preaching. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I recorded it already. It will air on uh, the 30th. That's Holy Week, right? It's it's for Holy Week. Mm -hmm. Um, So y'all had a little snippet. (laughs) Yes. I was talking about. um, And I am actually that Tuesday at 12 noon. 
Um, mm. You can view it on uh, social medias under Empowerment Temple Amy Church is where I'll be preaching that Tuesday at 12 noon for Holy Week, which is March the 30th. Sound like you conquering okay. that. Sound like you conquering that field. And we'll remind them in the next one too, because it won't yeah, be the 30th it. yet. Yeah. 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 Friday. All right. So we're gonna wrap our number eleven episode up. <laughs> number eleven. Yes. So Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend and your family too. Go on, tell them about Mahogany Voices Podcast so that y'all can get this good conversation and Mm -hmm. going. And we want some feedback from y'all too. So go Mm -hmm. on over, like, share, subscribe, follow, and hit that bell when you go to YouTube so you can get notified when we upload a new episode. And follow us and do all that stuff. Share, tell all your friends ding, ding, all ding, about ding. us. Yeah, all of yes. yeah, all of the stuff. All. Mahogany Voices <laughs> podcast. Don't forget it. Shout it to the to the world. Tell everybody. <laughs> we are here. Yeah. Yes, we are here to stay. Here to stay. <laughs> so I love it. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate all the love and support from everyone. And as always, talk that talk and don't be afraid to use your voices for good, not evil. Continue to be the MVP in your own life. And until next time, peace. Love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs>